Good evening. I know it's a little late. Um, I'm not in the same place I was last night. I just moved to a different part of the house just for the sake of quiet. Um, the section last night was a little long on the article. It's a leadership framework derived from the ideas of C.G. Jung by John G. Corlett in the Journal of Jungian Psychology, our scholarly studies, volume 17, 2022. Previously, I'd read the introduction. Last night was probably the largest section. I read the literature review, which had to do with the personal development of the leader, the day-to-day conduct of leadership, and the role of leadership in organizational change. Tonight, I'm going to start a four-part section. I'll probably just do one component. It's called Young Points to a Leadership Framework. So the literature review, the kind of the history of Jungian thought on leadership uh, was a major component last night, tonight. Uh, They're building upon it. So let's jump in. It'll be component one, and we'll just see. I think that's about how far I'll get. Um, Jung points to a leadership framework. Uh, Corlett says, I submit that the prestige and personality cases described above line up point by point around four general themes that become the components of a notional leadership framework. Component one, an individual is called by an inner voice to embark on the journey of individuation, the development of personality. Component number two, the individual embraces the work of individuation. Component number three, the individual having achieved personality becomes a leader. And component number four, the leader engages in wholeness-oriented leadership dynamics with one or more willing followers. So tonight, um, component number one, an individual is called by an inner voice to achieve personality. The first component asserts that an individual suddenly becomes aware of a compelling and insistent sense that a fundamental change in the direction of their life is imperative Perhaps this powerful impulse stemming from the innermost regions of the suke or psyche uh, takes the form of unspoken words, perhaps of gripping dreams, or perhaps of a mysterious inner knowing. Whatever the medium of the call, the message to the individual is a challenge to chart a course of self-development that leads away from the mores of collective society and toward the development of their unique identity their personality. And you can see by why I'm reading this, uh, where there's so much room for integration um, with spirituality, with some of the Jungian concepts. Let's go on. In the personality case, Jung wrote, quote, anyone with a vocation hears the voice of the inner man. He is called, um, Jung went on to note, quote, the inner voice is the voice of a fuller life of a wider, more comprehensive consciousness. He added, quote, true personality is always a vocation, an irrational factor that destines a man to emancipate himself from the herd and from its well-worn paths. Jung concluded, quote, only the man who can consciously assent to the power of the inner voice becomes a personality. 
In the prestige case, reflecting on the psychosocial dynamics of an unidentified group of indigenous tribesmen, whom he termed primitives, Jung stated that the psyche of an individual whose personal differentiation is only just beginning is essentially collective, for the most part unconscious and lacking inner contradiction. Jung noted further that inner contradiction arose only when the psyche of the individual became began to develop, and reason discovered the irreconcilable nature of the opposites. With that, the paradise of the collective psyche comes to an end. So in two different case studies is what he's talking about, basically. We have one that's a little bit more Western in scope, where um, individuation develops naturally. The other one is a little bit more primitive in the case of... um, I, I hate to say it this way, but maybe tribal groups, something like that, where we think in terms of collective groups and collective thinking and individuation is a process um, that is not always achieved, but is at times achieved, especially in the great hero stories of these particular traditions. Going on, almost certainly Jung realized that the terms inner voice inner man, and the voice of reason were all a bit vague for considering a topic as weighty as the summons to achieve personality. Subsequently, in the personality essay, he connected the call to engage in the process of individuation to the voice of the daemon within. Yet further on, he made the point in more scientific terms, noting that he understood, quote, the inner voice, the vocation, as a powerful, objective, psychic factor. In these comments, he located the source of the inner voice in their personal unconscious. Interestingly, interestingly, some 25 years after pinning these words, Jung associated the daemon with the archetypal self. Archetypes are a huge deal with, with Jung. Pursuing this connection would allow the reader to understand the call as discussed here and the hearer's response to it to be two sides of an intrapsychic dialogue taking place along Edinger's self-ego axis or elf or ego self-axis. So they're basically two sides of the same coin, personality developing in terms with uh, vocation and the ego. Clearly, Jung took seriously the role of the inner voice in the process of psychological maturation, considering it on several occasions outside the prestige and personality cases. Three of these references seem germane to the discussion of the leader and individuation. First, in a 1952 letter to D. Hawk concerning her call, Jung suggested that the inner voice, quote, not infrequently contradicts our collective ideals. Second, writing about the collective unconscious, quote, taking over the leadership, quote, when the unconscious, when the conscious attitude collapses, he stated, quote, we could multiply examples of cases where, at the critical moment, a saving thought, a vision, an inner voice, came with an irresistible power of conviction and gave a new direction. Third, in a 1949 letter to Jay Fierce, Jung posed the question, quote, 
Is there an inner voice, i.e. a vocation? He answered his own question, quote, I am absolutely convinced of the inner deciding factor, and my practical work with patients aims exclusively at bringing it to consciousness. In 1938, Jung told a journalist that German dictator Adolf Hitler, Hitler had reportedly been addressed by, quote, his voice, quote, uppercase in the original account of the interview, telling Hitler that, quote, everything would be all right, quote, if he ordered the German army to march on Czechoslovakia in 1938. By the way of context, Jung suggested to the interviewer that Hitler, quote, is like the loudspeaker which magnifies the inaudible whispers of the German soul, end quote, and further that he is, quote, like a man who listens intently to a stream of suggestions in a whispered voice from a mysterious source and then acts upon them, end quote. In Jung's view, Hitler's voice was not the authentic inner voice that calls an individual to achieve personality. Rather, the voice Hitler heard was the voice of his own con- unconscious into which the German people had, quote, projected their own selves. So this is an interesting turn here at the end of this section. I just wanted to note it. Again, Young points to a leadership framework. That's the section wherein the subsection is component number one. An individual is called by an inner voice to embark on the journey of individuation, the development of personality. And so far we saw Jung building upon that paragraph by paragraph. And then at the last, it kind of takes a crazy turn here and talks about sort of a counterfeit voice that we can listen to if we're not careful um, that can drive us to lead people in a terrible direction. And um, apparently that was a case he believed with um, Hitler, who um, listened to a voice that was um, basically leading him astray. And because of that, um, in some mysterious fashion, um, the people of his time in his particular area of Germany bought into it and basically projected um, some of their own ideals into what um, Hitler was suggesting and uh, calling for at that particular time. So it's quite a interesting turn of events that he would use um, this particular form of leadership development to show this huge contrast uh, to something um, that is very difficult for us to understand in this day and age looking back um, over half a century now. Um, But after all, Carl Jung was a lot closer in proximity to Germany, and he was a lot closer in the time frame uh, to everything that was going on. Uh, So it could be a vital clue for us to keep in mind that we have to, as Christians especially, discern what that inner voice is discern whether or not that calling uh, to vocation is of God, and discern whether or not that calling is something that could lead us astray and lead those around us astray. So um, I'll conclude with that, and I hope you all have a good evening.